Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have a variety of voices. You can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it, so check it out. Let me know what you think. Christian Parenting Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Aloha, friends, and welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me, and I'm especially happy to have you join me for this special episode where we are celebrating the two-year birthday of my book, Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Now, many of you know that this podcast was born out of that book, although the podcast came first. I launched this podcast as I prepared to launch the book, and I'm so glad I did because through this podcast now, um, we've just formed such a special community of moms raising boys all over the world. I've gotten to know so many of you, and I'm just super, super grateful. But it was all really initially in preparation to launch my book. And I was just reflecting on that and thinking, you know, this is worth a celebration. I often just want to boogie on, get on to the next thing, keep going. And I think it's really important to sometimes just pause and thank God for his goodness and thank all of you for being part of the process. And I was reflecting back on really on where the book came from. And and this just took me down memory lane a little bit. And I thought for those of you who don't know, I just share a little bit of the background and read a very special blog post to you today. So I I began blogging back in 2011. My fourth son was just a baby and I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but I wanted to try my hand at writing and sharing some photos and stories from our life. We were living um, for one year in my parents' beach condo when we were in between homes. We had lived in central Oahu for nine years before that. And then we spent one year living in this tiny little condo with three kids homeschooling and a baby. And it was crazy. And I started my blog and 
initially, I called the blog thegrommom.com. So wherever you are, raise your hand if you were around for the Grom Mom days. I'm so curious. Hopefully in comments, you can tell me. Maybe that'll be one of my questions over there. But I um, was the Grom Mom for a few years before changing the name to monicaswanson.com. And you might guess that part of the reason I changed the name was because I found out a whole lot of people didn't know what a Grom was. And I was getting emails like, I love your blog, but what is a Grom? And why do you call yourself the Grom mom? So for those of you who don't know, I'll go ahead and let you know that here in Hawaii and in many other areas of the world, I believe it originated in Australia is what I've been told. But And Aussies always have the fun, the fun words, right? I know I've got some Australians listening and they've got the best rhyming words and silly words. Well, a grom is a kid who does board sports, essentially. So you might be a snowboarder, skateboarder, surfer, um, any little kid that does board sports. And here in Hawaii at our surf contest, we'll have a mini grom division. We might have super groms. Luke just competed in the rip curl grom search. So it's a real word. It's a real thing, but not a whole lot of people around the world have heard of a grom. And so I eventually decided I needed to change the name, but it will always be a part of my story. And that was a lot of fun. So it was about three and a half years into blogging. I just was kind of developing a little community. I was loving writing. I was sharing about our life, um, some recipes, just having a lot of fun exploring all the different things that I enjoyed writing about. But I wrote a blog post one day that was a game changer. I had no idea um, that it, it would be. It didn't feel like anything too significant at the time. But Jonah had just turned 13 and Josiah was about to turn 15. And so as I reflected on what was going on in my home, as I now had two teenagers and some of the things I had learned, I sat down one day and wrote a blog post titled, What a Teenage Boy Needs Most from His Mom. And of course, this was so much of my heart and thoughts that I had um, inside of me that just spilled out of me so easily. But I had fun writing it and I published it with no idea that I would strike such a nerve with moms all over the world. And, um, you know, it was a real combination, I'm sure, of timing and luck and God's hand of just being so kind to me. But that blog post got shared and shared and shared. And in a couple weeks time, a couple million people read it. And I started getting flooded with emails and messages and just such um, such a wild ride that was. My computer kept crashing and, you know, I wasn't complaining a bit. It was a lot of fun, but it was super overwhelming. And then as I started to um, kind of recognize what moms were looking for and some of the needs out there as I got to know these moms, I followed that up with what a middle school boy needs most from his mom and what elementary students need. And that kind of sent me on a trajectory of writing more and more for parents and for families. And I have loved every minute of it. But eventually I knew that I wanted to take my heart for raising boys and put it into a book. And so that is the backstory. That's where Boy Mom came from. And so I thought it would be really fun today to celebrate by reading you the blog post, What a Teenage Boy Needs the Most from His, from His Mom. Now, again, I'm sure many of you have read this at one point or another. It's not a super long one, but it's something I've never done here on the podcast, so I thought it would be special for me to share. So I'm going to be sharing that post. And just a quick word, if you don't have teenagers, if you've got younger kids, there's a little message in here for all of you as well. So I hope you'll tune in um, because 
by the end, I think you will recognize that this message isn't just for moms of teenagers, but it's going to speak to you moms of younger kids as well. And then I'm going to send you over to show notes where I'm going to be giving away a couple copies of Boy Mom and having a little celebration over there. So be sure to visit show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash one one seven. Now, before I hop into reading this blog post, I want to thank you again so much for your ratings and reviews for this podcast and also for your ratings and reviews over on Amazon and all the other places you can leave ratings and reviews for my book, For Boy Mom. You guys have been so generous and have encouraged me more than you know by leaving ratings and reviews over on Amazon. And if you haven't yet, that would be such a gift on this book's two-year birthday. Truly, the more ratings and reviews you have, the more Amazon shows that book to people. Those algorithms, I don't understand them, but they are so helpful. The ratings and reviews make a big difference. So again, thank you, thank you if you've already left one, if you haven't, it would mean a lot to me if you could leave the book a review. So just go to Amazon. It's really easy. You'll see it. You can tap on those five stars or you can tap on leave a review and leave a few words. So thanks guys. And now without further ado, here is my blog post, the most read ever of all of my blog posts. And of course it's been seven years. So are there things I would update to it now? Yeah, probably, but Hey, I'm going to read it to you in its original form. So I hope you enjoy what a teenage boy needs most from his mom. Here we go. Over the next week, two of my boys have birthdays that end in teen. Today, Jonah stepped fresh and eager into 13, and next Saturday, Josiah will swagger his way into 15. How could this be? Slow down, boys. I gave birth to you yesterday. But really, I dig this stage. I feel like I finally understand why I had to go through the baby and toddler years. This is the reward. I mean, I love my kids at every stage, but certainly some years nearly killed me. Now that my boys are developing into young version human beings, it's all making sense. There was a purpose behind the pain. I love who they are becoming. So I've been thinking a lot about these years and how I can be the mom they need right now. God only knows I've messed up enough in every other stage, and I only hope they can forget about my mistakes. But these days, these teenage years, they're short. Today, my son becomes a teenager, and tomorrow, he'll be packing for college, God willing. He won't forget these years, and neither will I. So what's my role as mom? How can I help the most? Between conversations with other moms, plenty of books on the subject, and talking to my boys directly, I have come up with what I think are the 11 most important things, and here they are. Number one, a safe place to figure themselves out. It happens almost every day and sometimes many times a day. Teenagers are always changing. They will change their clothes, their mood, how they walk, talk, or what they're into. Some days they just need to figure out what feels right. Some days, nothing feels right. Being a teenager is hard. Sometimes our greatest job as mom is to act like we don't even notice. Number two, boundaries. Our boys need to know what is absolutely okay and what is absolutely not. They may resist rules, but deep down they feel safe when there are clear-cut rules without exceptions. Make them clear and consistent and have absolute consequences in place for when they break rules. Boundaries equal security. Number three, freedom. Within those boundaries, teenage boys need the opportunity to stretch their wings. Teenage boys should be encouraged, even pushed, to try new things, to take some risks, to find adventure. 
given enough opportunities for healthy adventure, they will avoid a lot of trouble. Remember, idle hands and all that? will keep boys busy doing character building, exciting activities, and watch them become men before your eyes. Side note, my personal mom motto has always been, with freedom comes responsibility. The minute my boys act irresponsibly, they will lose freedom. So the freedoms we give are taken very seriously. Number four, a listening ear. Boys need to talk. Even the quietest ones will open up when given the chance. Get them alone, in the car or wherever you can, and make it clear that you want to hear about their interests and their lives. Be patient and try different times and places until you figure it out. I push through the awkward and bring up subjects that make my boys squirm. Hello, puberty, but no one has died yet. This makes it clear that I am okay with any and every topic, and I will always be available and comfortable talking. When asked what he needs most from me, this was the first thing my oldest son named. A mom that can listen and not criticize or manipulate is a really valuable thing. Call me a work in progress here. Number five, a sense of humor. This is the good stuff. Teenagers are hilarious. This may be my favorite thing about these years. No more knock-knock jokes or bad made-up jokes that never seem to come to a conclusion. Teenagers actually get stuff. There's hardly anything like the bond of a good laugh with my boys. When one of my boys come out laughing and want me to watch a funny Vine or YouTube video, by the way, Vine, that totally dates this blog post. Anyways, when one of my boys comes out laughing and wants me to watch a funny Vine or YouTube video, I drop everything for it. Side note number one, as for us, we have a rule of clean entertainment only, no swearing or anything off color. And they know that if I find them following anyone inappropriate, I'll remove their Vine or YouTube account, etc. See number two. Number two, I have a, I can check your phone, computer, etc. anytime I want to, no questions asked rule. This keeps everyone in check. There is plenty of fun and funny entertainment out there if you look for it. It's a hard world. A good sense of humor will get your kids through many trials in life, so encourage it. Number six, touch. Your teenager will likely pull away from you physically, and that's normal, albeit painful. But even the most rigid or sulky teenage boy needs hugs from mom. Don't get awkward and keep a distance. Create a -a hug-a-day rule or something that makes it routine and normal. He'll love it even if he refuses to show it. Number seven, genuine interest. What does your teenager love? Learn to love it too. Know at least enough about what they're passionate about so that you can have a decent conversation. This will keep doors open greater than any other gesture you can make. Number eight, forgiveness. Teenagers will make mistakes, lots of them. They'll act selfish. They'll space out. They'll get insecure and do stupid things because of it. They're going to mess up so much that you'll wonder where you went wrong. If you know it's coming, it won't throw you off. Consequences may be in order, but so is a whole lot of grace. Nine, direction. Listen, mom, your teenager actually wants you to give them guidance. Sure, they'll act like they don't, but they do. Keep it relevant and as brief as possible. But when you see them facing forks in the road, go ahead and speak some good, solid words of advice to them. Share a Bible verse that fits their situation. Quote someone they might respect. You are their greatest resource they have, and they need your direction. They'll thank you even if it takes 20 years. 10. 
encouragement. It's hard to be a teenager, remember? The world will yell and scream all kinds of negatives to your son, so be his greatest fan. Be his cheerleader. Believe in him with all your heart and tell him that you do every single day. I'm not talking about phony, contrived encouragement. Everyone is a winner, but the authentic kind that finds their greatest giftings and speaks them out boldly. And number 11, an example. Our kids are watching us. They get a lot more of an idea about what is right, wrong, good, and bad from what you do than what you say. So take your position seriously. No, you'll never be perfect, and you can tell your kids that. But don't use that fact as an excuse to be lame. If you don't want them to swear, don't swear. If you teach them to speak well of others, make sure you do the same. Probably the greatest thing you can do for your son is to model the kind of person you want them to be. A common key to pretty much everything I have here is that mom is involved in your teen's life. To listen or to discipline, to share a joke or a hug, you need to be in close proximity to your kids. For those moms that work long hours or cannot be physically involved in your children's lives, I encourage you to creatively find solutions for this. You will never regret making sacrifices or adjustments so that you can be present for your children when they need you. And the thing with parenting is, you're never really sure when they'll need you. So being there as much as possible is key. Do what you're able, rely on others to help when you're not able, and put your job as parent before anything that you possibly can. I should add here that my husband and I are Christians and our faith is woven into every item I listed above. God's love is our motivation and that is the environment we have raised our kids in. Though I did not go into that on each point, it's just a natural part of all we do. Finally, if you're like me, you'll love parenting your teenage son. However, at times it can feel like a crazy balancing act. Do they need more grace? More rules? Do they need more space or hugs or advice or what? It's okay. Pray a lot. Keep communication open and let your kid know that, frankly, you don't know what they need, but you want to be there for them. If you've invested in the early years, then the doors will be open and they will trust and respect you as teenagers, too. Now I invite you to go over to the show notes and share in the comments there anything you would like to add, a question, an experience, or a suggestion for other moms. And of course, you can also leave a comment over in the show notes in response to my question over there, and you'll be entered to win one of a couple copies of Boy Mom. So guys, thanks so much for just sharing in this a little pause where I was able to reflect and share this blog post from so many years ago that led to the book two years ago that led me to being here on the podcast with all of you. I appreciate all of you so much. And just thanks again for sharing in this little moment of celebration and reflection. Now I have a whole lineup of great interviews and episodes coming up really all the way up till the holidays that I am just so excited to share with all of you. I am working on another Q&A episode. So if you have any questions that you want to leave for me, you can do that by emailing me at aloha at monicaswanson.com. Also, if you're quick about it, I am trying to put together a little Q&A episode with my boys before my two college boys head back to college mid-August. So if you've got a question for them, if you want to ask them something specific about anything, how they were raised, their college experience, their homeschool experience, you name it, ask away and we'll do our best to tackle a bunch of those in an episode coming up. All right, friends. And one last reminder. 
if you haven't left a rating or review either here on the podcast or on Amazon for the Boy Mom book. If you would do that, it would mean so much to me. Thank you so much. Keep spreading the word about this podcast. Look forward to all kinds of topics coming up in the weeks and months ahead. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. Aloha.